Thank you for celebrating Black History Month with us on the special edition of Breaking Bread. I'm Terry Page. Our series on Black business ownership continues as we explore the changing times of entrepreneurship. No one knows us better than my next guest, Peyton Stewart, owner and operator of Play by Play Records. Peyton, welcome to Breaking Bread. Hey, man, thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Beautiful. Peyton, anyone involved in music uh, to our most casual observer uh, can contest that, uh, that music from its inception, like marketing and distribution, has gone through quite a makeover. For example, we aren't listening to Beethoven the same way today as we did in 1824. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about the early days of play-by-play -play records. Now, what's the story behind this beginning, and how has the landscape changed up until this point? You know what? The, the early beginnings, uh, you know, with play-by-play inception was that, um, you know, just with the idea of that what my community needed, you know. So um, that's really, we, you know, we sat down and just thought about what the area needed. And at that time, we needed a record store. We needed a men's clothing store, men's shoe store. Uh, we needed some of those type of things in the neighborhood. And so... Uh, I just kind of researched and see what would fit. And then it really came down to dollars and cents. You know, my pocket said that, you know, I can get into the music business a little better than I could get into them other businesses so forth. And there was always and been I, some apparel involved, right? Clothing. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the, the, the clothing and the shoe business is a, a whole different animal than um, you'd say in the music business. And so, um, didn't have the capital to get into those businesses, but we did have the capital to start uh, the music store. And that's exactly what we did. And so that been over 30 some years now, you know, so it been a blessing, blessing to uh, my family and the community. So for, it, you know, it went hand in hand. Yeah. I remember personally being in a couple of your stores because that time you had a couple of, of change. But I understand that has changed at this point. Do you still have more, uh, foot traffic or is it more done online and also where's where are you located now all right you know what we still have one of the original stores and um uh, um right there at 1902 grand avenue in waukegan illinois now you know as you was talking you know just remember i had the other store up in wisconsin you know and that store lasted for several years and then we had another one in zion illinois so we had three going at one time you know for a quite a bit you know and but the industry and stuff changed and so we had to kind of change it along with the industry and just come to find out that you know with one store uh when it got down to one store because we dropped down to two then one you know the lord blessed that we still were doing the same volume you know as we were doing in the other stores and, but we just had to um had to make it known to the people that you still can get the service at this one location and, and that's what's been going on ever since it, the one location now. And I'm in better health than everything. I was trying to run. Well, there you go. <laughs> right. Hey, do you remember? Uh, do you remember who was on the charts when you first started? What, what songs? And um, you know what? Yes, we came in right where probably year before the Dr. Dre and the Snoop Dogg project, so forth. You know, and Master P now. So. I came in, I came in rolling like major. So, you know, when I say rolling major, you know, when back then when you doing 500 units, 
you know, a week, you know, I'm doing 500 cassettes. I'm doing, you know, 700 CDs, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm killing them, you know, per week on these artists and just out of nowhere, you know, we made a name for ourselves, you know, so that's the type of volume we was doing on the big acts and so forth at that time. It's yeah. funny you should mention those names because those people, entrepreneurs in their own right, Master P, you've yeah. got Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg they're going right. to be doing the uh, the halftime show coming up for right. the Super Bowl. So look at right. that correlation. Yeah, yeah, you know, and that's the, and you know what, I look at those times and so forth, and I said, golly, I kind of measure myself, you know, I'm like, these guys didn't took off, and I'm still here in the retail, but, you know, it's it, it been a blessing. I remember we can talk about artists that came through. I remember Usher as a little boy coming through our establishment with his mother before wow. everybody knew he was Usher. <laughs> you know what I mean? So How about uh, that? Right, right. So artists like that. Yeah. And yeah, mm-hmm. Tony Braxton's first uh first album yep. that came out. Uh right. doing uh LaFace. Yeah, on LaFace. You know what? No, you know you just mentioning, you know, just taking me back, you know, to the day. And, um, but reminiscing and, and we have them pictures up in the stores where some of those artists visit the store and we got one-on-one sessions with them and so forth. And now it's a mouthpiece. So when we just kind of remodeled the store a few years back, we put those pictures kind of up along the wall and now people come in oh, and like, you met these people and such and such. So, you know, it's, it's a good mouthpiece. Yeah. How about that? Mm-hmm. Well, Peyton, what type of challenges did you and your competitors face as the music industry began to transition. Now I have particular interest in your answer for I notice some of your competitors uh-huh. are no longer around. Right. You know what? I just got a report. Uh one of the one of the old execs uh the other day kind of called me and just caught and told me kind of what some of the my brother and the other retail and I'm gonna keep it, you know, for black here, other black retail that's still in the Chicago land and so forth. And it's probably only half dozen or even less where back in the day i mean the numbers was phenomenal how many retail stores were just in the chicago land alone and and i'm right there in the center where i'm chicago and milwaukee so i get you know both vibes and uh but it's only a few of us now so the landscape has really changed and funny that you asked the it's so challenging that with this new executives and so forth for all the people I started with at the label is no longer there. So it's all the, the young people and with young ideas. And it's so frustrating that they don't respect the retail. They don't respect the retail. You know, we, we are dinosaur uh, to what they're trying to do and who they trying to captivate, you know, audience wise. And uh, I just had a, a meeting and do you know that I couldn't even get, in the meeting as a phone call face to face or anything i had to do everything by text and email the guy never did pick up the phone in two months of conversating trying to get things is that right and so i you know i'm old school so i was trying to uh i mean i I literally like can i have two minutes of your time or your ear such and such you know and instead of me typing all this conversation <laughs> into the, you know, the text or email, do you know, it never got a phone call. But as soon as I text, as soon as I text, immediately respond, email, immediately respond. It's just how they, how they do things, you know, and it just, 
you know, and I'm trying to uh, convey to the, you know, the powers to be that let's do sometimes do business the old fashioned way with a smile and a handshake. You know, let me see who I'm talking to. Let me see if you really genuine or you just talking and so forth, you know, and that's where I am. So it's challenging just to get the respect, you know, of, of retail and which we don't, you know, I can I can test to it. We don't we don't have the respect of the powers to be in the music business. Yeah, I'm yep. sorry to hear that. Sometimes when you advance the technologies and technology, you get a lot of good out of it. But mm-hmm. at the same time, sometimes we lose that for what you're saying, that human touch. Exactly. The human touch. And so, you know, where people make it all right, you know, that they don't communicate with one another face to face. That's like the norm now. And so, you know, when you start talking about, you know, can I have a sit down meeting, you know, that's that's not what they do. You know, so and same thing of bringing the artists out to meet their fans, you know, and and coming to the store. They don't do that stuff on a regular. Now, now they can do what we're doing now and just let the fans know, you know, tune in here, Zoom here at this time where they can reach millions instead of hundreds, you know, or thousands, I should say, you know, and, and just by, you know, someone in front of the camera talking to the people. That's not where I come from. You know, I come from the old fashioned way. You know, I used to say this saying like E.F. Hutton, you know, I do business with a smile and a handshake. Let the people see that I'm genuine. Let them see that my word means something, you know, uh, in that sort of thing. But the game is it's, it's different. It's, it's a different <laughs> game now. You mentioned yeah. uh, different artists sometimes would come into the store. Personally, yeah. I would probably like if, um, you know, if I saw Kendrick Lamar in person, shook his hand versus seeing him via Zoom. You know, it's right. something about it, right? And see, that's that's the way things was back in the day. So you know, you you know, the fan could have, a, um, you know, have an attachment. You know what I mean? You can, you know, you can. That's memories, so forth. And it actually does the artist some good, you know, because it teaches the artist how to be respectful to their fan, how to appreciate their fan. The artists, you know, the you know. A lot of them carry that thug attitude and then they think they can bring it into a place of business. And we dealt with that, too. We had to let them know this ain't how we operate. <laughs> you know, we don't operate, you know, with just we on thug at 24, 24. You know, you have to teach them, groom them. And that's what I don't believe that the labels and the powers to be. Now, I think everything is glorified. The more trouble the artists can cause here in the public eye, the more numbers and more you know, sales that they can do, you know, more drama, more money. What do they you say? Thug first, rapper second. You know what I mean? <laughs> so for that type of thing. And, you know, and, but back in the day, you know, like even with the Motown label, you know, you hear some of the story, you know, they had, they had breakout sessions where you taught them how to speak. I didn't taught them how to interact with the public and so forth, you know, Interesting. You, you know what I mean? So yeah, exactly. So them days is, I believe is, it's gone, you know, and, and the sad thing is they don't care if it comes back. You know what I mean? It, that's the sad thing. You know, the, you know, the artist, you know how the game is. If the artist got in trouble and locked up last night, you know, all that does mean or killed, you know, deceased, yeah. all that do is make the numbers go up. That's money into the pockets. That's all, yeah. you know. Of course, we've lost uh, some artists here recently. Exactly. Right, Violence. right. Right, right. And so, and that's the sad thing about it because, uh, you know, they 
they they almost look forward. It seems like, you know, I don't know the inside, but it, they prepare for the worst, meaning the label so forth, you know. So I'm sure, you know, when you get a contract, part of that contract, probably let's do a few albums just in case and keep it in the vault. My goodness. <laughs> just in case something happens and then we can still and of course they probably spend it your family can still eat and you make money but we know what the bottom line is yeah. <laughs> right. brother still be walking around though exactly exactly right 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 i appreciate the record sale been up but at the same time i'd rather be here exactly and you know, of course you know and um but you know yeah. it, it's it's the it's the game it's, it, it is what it is it is what it is the way well right. does great society goes you know we get a, a, an evolution and, and changes and i'm sure 15 20 years from now there'll be a whole nother conversation and the people you're talking about now those executives they'll right. be having a conversation going wow i remember back when when we did this and now it's right. going on this way <laughs> exactly. And you know, and and you hit it right on the head. It, and it just it evolves. But you know, you I guess what I'd be looking for is uh just some compassion uh to retail. You know, when we talking about retail, you know, yeah, we don't probably do the numbers and so forth that the internet does, you know, as far as totality, but you know, we are still selling music you know, and so forth. I'm still a vital part of my community and the community is still a vital part of my family, you know? So, you know, don't look at us like that. We, uh, that we ain't contributing, you know, cause I know I didn't contribute over the years, you know, my office wall and so forth shows that I can contribute <laughs> with the plaques well, and the awards. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And you bring up a good point. You also have those hard to get singles that some are out of print, People can't get a hold of those anymore. But if they need that, they right. can't necessarily go to the internet. But if they come to you, you might be able to help right. them out, right? I definitely can help them out. You know, I, we probably, you know, when I'm out, we find it hard to find music and movies. That's what we've been doing over all these 30 years. So, you know, what you can't find and what another store or whatever entity won't do for you, more than likely we we got it or we got access to it. You know, so it's very, very seldom that we get stuck uh, or the project that we can't find. And there's one in particular, though, you know, before we over it, I may put it out there to the masses <laughs> so that maybe I get some help on this one particular project that uh, that I haven't been able to actually find this song. <laughs> and Having some challenges. Yeah, yeah. Well, people, challenges. Are, people are going back to uh, vinyl records, though. Those sales are up now, where a few years ago, they weren't. So again, that, that rotation, right. and sometimes you'll get it. In this case, people want that physical part. The artwork has come back where they have yeah. faded away. So you never know. Right. And you, you're absolutely correct. All those things that you just mentioned, the actual, the tangible thing, the the vinyl um, itself, you know, it has a place and, you know, vinyl, you know, is outselling, you know, CDs for the last few years. Um, so, you know, that's a given in itself. Uh, but we have customers that don't care about the, the artwork, but then we have customers that care about the artwork. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, they don't, I sell vinyl that, you know, uh, on the level where they don't care if the, the album cover is shredded, uh, such and such, but if the, the 
vinyl is tight than they want it, you know, and then I got other cousins, vice versa, you know, they want pristine, you know, covers and so forth, you know, because they want to put the artwork on the wall, you know, so it's, mm-hmm. you know, so it's a difference just like in analog and digital sound, you know, so some people prefer one or the other, but we, they're play by play. We, we there to serve them. So we got whatever they need, however they want it. You know, our job is you can find that hard to find record. Most, most definitely. I'm most curious. So what's the one that you can't find that you may need some assistance? You know what? Um, you know, I, I have to look it up real quick. It's a, it's an old gospel artist. Um, Ooh, it had come to me. Uh, that's why I didn't, it, it had come to me before we finished. Yeah, 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 let me yeah, know. Yeah, but in yeah. the meantime, Mm-hmm. I've been asking uh, other business owners such as yourself, because we've all gone through it as a business owner. I've gone through it myself, the pandemic. Tell me what type of challenges did you have during the pandemic and during the height of it? What, what happened? How did you get along with that? You know what? You may not believe this, but the pandemic was, um, almost a, like a blessing in a sense for, for me personally, you know, and, and as the operator of play by play, um, because what the pandemic did for me is to, um, it just made me hone in more on my faith, you know, on, on what had brought me this far, you know, so my faith was in the man above before the pandemic. And so when they shut us down and everything, then it just made me just, uh, um, dig deeper, um, talk to him more, so forth. And, um, and that, so it wasn't so much challenging because I was at the point where I was listening now, you know, instead of me getting up, going to work every day and doing the business of play by play. Now I'm listening to the man above. When I say the man above God himself, you know, talk to me and tell me like, this is what you're going to do. And so, and you know, why me, having conversation with you probably in the past, you know, we didn't even open back up on a regular basis, even when the government said that you can go back in, you know, I listened to the man above said, you know what, you have to be, um, you have to take a stand in your community. It wasn't safe. So for let the people know that you come in contact, it still wasn't safe, you know, to be interacting like that, like the government was saying. So we, we, we walked a different path. And um, we didn't actually open back up until September of that year and uh, during the pandemic. And when we did, it was a whole peace of mind that I know I was operating in faith and we didn't miss a beat and we haven't missed a beat since, you know. And uh, so that was the, like they say, the blessing. So, you know how you, um, you know, sometimes, you know, God himself have to sit you down and just kind of put you in a place where you now you have to listen. Some people have like that, that jail house, you know, house, you know, confession that, you know, that didn't turn their life around because they now they're in a place, you know, uh, you know what I mean? Where they couldn't move, they can't run and so forth, you know, I hear you. you know what I mean? So forth. So, and you see that all through and not to get on the tangent, but you see that all through the scripture and stuff with Jonah in the will, you know, you had to sit him down, you know, so you had to you shut it down for a minute. You ain't going nowhere. So, you know, until I tell you what's what. Cause and don't want to listen. Don't want to do his exactly. own thing. Exactly. So sometimes, and so, so it came to me like that and, you know, I wasn't in the place that I wasn't listening. It just was making it, you know, a more personable one-on-one, you know, and 
more lengthy conversation than a regular day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Listening to Breaking Bread with me today is owner and operator of Play-by-Play Records, Peyton Stewart. Peyton, during the time that you started your business until now, do you still have the same customers that you had before? In other words, do you still have your regulars that have been with you all this time? Yes. And then, you know what? Funny you asked it because every day we get someone in, um, it seemed like someone in that was been shopping with us for the last 30 years. And now we just watch them generation, their kids. And now their kids, kids is coming in there, you know, and, and so forth. So we just had a person come in that just was back in the area for the first time in like 20 something year. And you told me that they used to ride their bike over here to the store, you know, that type of well, stuff. You know. You, you know what I mean? Oh, they walked. You know, I had one guy that seen me in the store. And once he found out who I was, he was like, man, I used to walk from this distance over there. And for just conversation, for it was probably like a five mile walk when he was a, a young man, you know, before he was oh, able to drive, right, to, to see the artist that was coming to the store and buy their music after they got their allowance and so forth. So I get that quite often, you know, that, you know, the people are just, you know, that been with me for all these years and T that's and that, that, that's the thing that kept me where I am. They grounded like that. That's the why we stayed in the same place, you know, at all these years. We could have easily went to the malls, you know, uh, in our area and made probably, you know, I mean, I can three, four times of what we have done, you know, and, uh, and probably be talking about retirement or so forth. But the man above told stay there in the community, be there for your community, and and he would be there for us, and he kept his word so my family been straight all these years yeah if someone needs that hard to find uh record mm -hmm. uh, or just your services you mentioned apparel as well yeah how do they how do they do it you know what you can uh reach us you know at play by play uh records.com and also we have an email play by play wkgn at aol.com yeah don't laugh i'm still aol from back in the day so you know they never changed changed that uh we can be reached at uh area code 847-662-PLAY so that's again area code 847-662-PLAY and play stands for 7529 um so, you know, it's certain ways to, to get me and uh, to get us. And we, we just, we, we there. We do it old school. So, you know, um, even with, uh, you know, just give us a call. Let, you know, we're going to take the time to talk to you, you know, and pick your brain. Uh, you can always email us too, but, you know, I like the personal one-on-one -on -one conversation. So we can still come into the Waukegan store and you can come to you. Yes, most definitely. You can come in the Waukegan store and get your hands dirty on vinyl. We got dusty records. We got true dusties. So forth. you know, we got we got what you need. You know, I'm I'm here. We there. <laughs> yep. there. Before yep. I let you go, Peyton, here's the question of the month. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give aspiring business owners? You know what? Um, hmm. I would say the first thing that come to mind is to Figure out what you want to do. That means the basics. Find out how to do what you want to do, you know, and just uh, quit talking about it. Implement it. Find out. Figure it out how to do it. That don't mean you have to know it from A to Z, but you need to know enough of it to get going. And then from there, 
then you listen and then you, you talk to other people that's doing what you're doing and just kind of grow along the way. You hear me say like learn along the way you grow and grow come with learning. So forth. so, you know, um, that would be one of my one of my main things is quit talking about it. You know, um, I get it all the time. I came from that same thinking of as a young black man, you know, I want to open up a bar. I want to open up a nightclub. You know, we, we go through that stuff. But, you know, how many actually do it? You know, how many actually, you know, I want to I want to flip houses. I want to, you know, and, and do that in real estate. That's always some of the conversation that I hear of young people. And that was my conversation, too. You know, kind of to do with the nightclub, though, at one point. Well, you know what? I've been blessed that I was able to do it. You okay. know what I mean? So, you know, but that's you hear that. And I hear that all the time. And I get people that come in that used to come to the nightclub and so forth. You know, that come. I used to come in there, you know, they are coming to the store and say, man, man, you the same guy that ran the nightclub. Yeah, I am. You know. Um, but my encouragement is is to be a doer. You know, it's all right to dream and so forth. But you know, figure out, implement the implement your plan and so forth. But get started. You know, I don't care if it's a t-shirt business. I don't care if it's you know stamp licking or stamp collecting. You know, we used to say stamp licking because that used to be some of them uh them degrees in college that the athletes you know. That, <laughs> That. You know, that, that we used to tease and so forth, you know, that, but, you know, um, you know, just get started and that's, that's it. And then you be true, be true to yourself, you know, make the proper changes, be willing to change and so forth. Um, you can't hear me talk about, you know, be honest with that man or that woman in the mirror, you know, when you not, things are not going right, you know, figure out how to change, how to change the course of action. You know, but it, I can tell you, it's no more gratifying feeling than working for yourself. And when you do good, so forth, you can pat yourself on the back. But when you do bad, you got to be willing to kick yourself in the butt and push forward. You know, so that's that's kind of my one of my things is that just get started. You know, don't talk about it. Be about it and have pride in what you do. Um, you know, T.I. Talk I, about I, it, be about it. Right. And, you know, and I'm, I may be on a little tangent here, but, you know, one of the things that I want to say, one of the false narrative or, or what people talk about, you know, they talk about that location, location, location. You know, they teach you that in, in, in school and so forth. That's not true, people. And I'm here to tell you that location is not it. All right. What is it is having the product that the people want. All right. You have the product that the people want at a decent price. So forth. they coming to you. I don't care if you're in a hole in a wall, the back end of an alley. So forth. you don't have to be on the main drag. Play by play is a witness. I had a first store on the back end of the main street, you know, a block away. And the people came and supported because the product was there. I had what they wanted. So for, so um, it ain't about location. Don't spend all your money, you know, trying to be, you know, front and center, you know. Trying to T be on the main avenue. Right, they'll, right. They'll and, and, and T, can I, I, hopefully I ain't out of line, but giving this example, you know, on, uh, and you can edit it, you know, we talk, <laughs> so forth. you can edit. One of the 
find things and, and can attest to what I'm telling you. The drug dealers, all right? Drug dealers ain't on the main street. <laughs> you know what I mean? They they not, you know, some is not, don't have a front and center store. <laughs> you know what I mean? A, a brick and mortar place, an operation. They back in the hole in the wall. You have to go somewhere, up somewhere, in areas that you don't necessarily would even send your dog into <laughs> to get a piece of product. But the product is there for the people, so the people come. You know what I mean? So people I'm just trying to get the people showing up, so forth. So and it's discreet, so forth. So it ain't a sign out there that's saying this get buy your drugs here. It's not like that. So that's not what, a big marketing campaign. Exactly. Right. So it, you hit it right on the head. So that's why I'm trying to, you know, encourage the people. You know, you have what the people want and you get started the best way you know how, and then you grow it from there. And um, and that's what we was able to do. We was able to grow our business and, and you um the story. I started my business in the waiting room of my aunt beauty salon. So she turned that you know, where the people were sitting the wait they turn and get their hair done and such and such. She let me have that area that would probably was only three hundred feet or whatever. We started from there and grew three stores. So for one point about the uh, the drug dealing with the legalization of drugs, I understand they still redirected their plan to make it successful. Exactly. So they had to even change because now they competition is people can walk in, I guess, with their card and buy weed or whatever else. So that was, you know, but T, and I haven't talked to, you know, one in a long time that, you know, I don't even know if that's their competition, them dispensaries. Because I'm going to flip it back on play by play. So for people would think that Target, Best Buy and so forth with my competition. That ain't my competition. See, and so but you would think so, you know, let's say that's my competitors and such and such. No, it's not actually, you know, and so I can't speak for the drug dealer and let them to see if that's their competition, the dispense. But no, I think, you know, if anything dealing with me my competition is only dealing with the labels trying to get the product that we need because the labels it's a different animal sometimes you probably hear the stories some they won't even let certain artists be on streaming services they keep them to the vault you know what i mean so some people you you know they, right they haven't even let so sometimes they don't even print vinyl or cds anymore on an artist because they want to create that demand for one day <laughs> that they're going to release it. You know what I mean? Uh, and the prime example is like Aaliyah. You just come while we talk. Aaliyah ain't on, on vinyl. We can't get, you know, but it's getting ready to come after all these years. You know what I mean? They're going to finally, you know, pre-order and release it. But, you know. Yeah. Well, Blackstreet Records, she was she was it for them. So you know they what I mean? had to do something exactly. different. Right. So we can name the artists, you know, that had issues of, of just distributing their music and so forth but that's what trickles down to the for me as far as the retail is this not a uh, not available do you know how that sounds when i tell a customer this ain't available you know it make me look bad they don't know what the ins and outs of why this ain't available. they don't say why it's not available only that they only see you you're like the face of the music industry exactly so it's like man play by play ain't got it 
man, he ain't got nothing. Right. So that's it. So competition. Uh, and for me, it's never been, you know, the big box stores and stuff at the time, because as you see, the big box stores is gone, you know, so forth. And so now it's nothing but, you know, the little man standing and a few of the outlets, uh, you know, that they still can go in and get music. So forth. <laughs> yeah. Like I always say it's cause and effect. Ain't that hey, the truth? Stuart, yep. Thank you for being a part of this Black History Month celebration. Man, my brother, it's always my pleasure, man. And uh, maybe we had to flip the script, man, one day and me interviewing you because uh, you just as vital an entity, you know, of, of black history as well. Because how long have you been doing the radio stuff now, man? Well, uh, Breaking Bread itself has uh, entered its third year. Right. But you, I, I've been knowing you way longer than that. But how long, when, when did you actually, let the people know you haven't kind when did you actually start, you know, this journey, in, in, you know, in the broadcast and in journalism? Oh, goodness. Uh, I started that maybe 15, 20 years ago. There you go. So, and, that, you know, so, so kudos to you too, man. And much you. Else, man, you know, blessing, uh, you know, black history, because, you know, uh, truth be told, you know, you playing a, a, a big part in this as well. Uh, just letting the people um, be an outlet, you know, for the people, you know, that be able to hear these stories of people like myself and, and different other black businesses and so forth. But man, you're an encouragement to me and uh, to others, man. We appreciate you. Well, thank you, Peyton. I appreciate that. And, you know, people have a voice that needs to be heard. Breaking Bread is a production of Artists for the People. Follow us on Twitter at Breaking Bread 101. That's break, the letter N is November, Bread 101. Or catch us on Instagram, Breaking Bread Podcast. Check us out on Facebook or visit our website, breakingbread.biz. Our YouTube channel at Breaking Bread 101 features a daily fact about African-American achievement. So give us a listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Our theme music was composed by Ludwig Van Beethoven. Breaking Bread was created by Terry Page. How do you establish business credit and improve your personal credit at the same time? Join us one week from today as we sit down with financial coach Lucy Taylor as Breaking Bread celebrates Black History Month. Success is when opportunity meets preparation. Until next time.